You're listening to This Is How, a podcast about people forging digital careers for people who are taking the time to figure things out. Whether you've just left school, college or uni, or you're already in a job but you're not feeling it, we made a podcast series full of tips, ideas and free advice from people who've been on similar journeys, changed things up and gone on to work in digital roles with some of the most interesting brands in the UK. I'm Zoe Mallet. I'm a life coach and radio show host. My coaching focuses on helping people figure out where they are, where they want to be, and then we work out how we're going to get them there. I also have a radio show on Foundation FM, which allows listeners to message in with all their problems. And my guests and I offer our professional advice and tips live on a mix with some bangers. I'm Will Stowe, proudly from Hackney, an air of shoulder to those around me. I work for Sneakers as a co-host on Sneakers Live. We have regular live streams to talk all things sneaker culture. Also write poetry, make music, and throw parties in my spare time. Okay, so welcome to uh, This Is How. Uh, it's so uh, exciting to have you. Uh, we're really excited um, about chatting to you today. We always kick off with a little game called Two Truths and a Lie because we feel that it really helps us get to know our guest. So you've prepared Two Truths and a Lie, I believe. Mm-hmm. I sure have, yeah. Amazing. And uh, me and Will are going to guess which one is the lie. So hit us. I'm really good at guessing these, by the way. So hope hope you brought your A game. Yeah. Okay, let's see how you do on these three. All right, cool. So the first one that I have is that I've been on TV live on Richard and Judy right after Britney Spears was on, also live on TV. Uh, Second one is that I was once on a flight from San Francisco to LA that was transporting penguins and they let the penguins walk down the aisle of the airplane. And the third one is that I have gone climbing with an Olympic athlete who's actually competing in this year's Tokyo Olympics for Team GB in climbing. I thought the penguin one, that I really don't want that to be a lie. Same. Like that's so sick. Um, I feel like either the first one is a fib or the last one, but only because I really want the penguin one to be true. How many penguins were there? So they only let out about three, but there were more. Okay. Hmm. You might be a really good liar. This is kind of scary. How, how high was the climbing rock frame thing? So it's um, not actually that high. So it was bouldering, which is where you're not strapped in. So it's like free climbing, but indoors. This is very believable. I feel like the penguin must be fake, right? Because would they actually let penguins... Do they bring animals on the same planes as humans? Of course they do. They sit in first class. What are you talking about? Of course they do. Okay, I'm go- I'm gonna go with the the um the climbing frame, rock boulder. As you can tell, I don't know much about <laughs> rock boulder, rock boulder vibe thing that you. That, yeah, I feel I feel like that's 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 a fib. Well, boulder ones are like for me as well. Wow. Okay, so actually, the one that is a fib from me is the one about the penguins. I'm afraid it is not. <sighs> Damn. Yeah, although you will be happy because it is a true story, but it, I just was not on that plane. Okay. Oh, man. My flatmate, Glenn, her 
it's it's a it's a loose link but i do believe it's true her auntie was on a plane and that happened they let the penguins run down the aisle um so yeah so i stole that for my own but um yeah the climbing one was when i worked at red bull um we were on a photo shoot with one of the red bull athletes who is now going to be competing uh in the olympics and i got to go climbing on the wall with her at the same time which was really cool can you tell us more about um when you were on the show after Richard and Judy what what was happening there yeah so that was uh, I mean it was a long time ago but how long oh I would think I must have been about 10 or 11 but it was a proper like performance piece so uh (laughs) one of the so in I don't know if it's the same where you guys grew up but in Glasgow anyway trick-or-treating at Halloween is a really big thing like all the kids go out and they don't just knock on the door and be like give me your sweets you have to perform you have to do like tell a joke or do a dance or sing a song you gotta earn your sweets yeah um (laughs) and so yeah so we'd be like practicing for ages beforehand super excited and um and yeah me and two friends (laughs) my neighbors we learned we're going as witches dressed up and we'd learned the witch's speech in Macbeth. Wow, it's quite deep. It's very deep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mad. But the one of our neighbours was a TV presenter and caught wind of this and knew that Richard and Judy were doing like a segment on trick or treating around Halloween time. So <laughs> they like broadcast it live from one of the neighbours' back gardens of us performing it, and then. Britney Spears, I think, had just finished her interview with Richard and Judy and then they went to Glasgow. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Do you still have like a tape of that somewhere? I have, yeah, like a VHS of it at home. Yeah. So you basically went viral before the internet blew up, basically. <laughs> exactly. <Damn>. Exactly. <laughs> Do you remember the performance? Do you want to, can you give us a little snippet? Do I remember? I think I would, I would remember if, I, I mean, no. To be honest, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't. I don't don't remember the lines but i'm sure if i had another few reads over it would come back to me <laughs> fair enough <laughs> okay let's get to it because we're not here to to chat about our previous viral potential blow ups blow outs so can you tell us um who you are and, and what your job title is for sure yeah so um i'm ellis my job title is global head of digital marketing at the mill and what does digital marketing like if you could explain that like what does what does that mean Mm, okay so so digital marketing i mean my my role as as head of digital marketing means that i oversee the digital output of the mill the brand the mill online globally so that's everything from the mill's website so designing the website building the website improving the website um to google ads so to to make sure that like if someone's looking for something the mill does they can find it really easily on google um to right through to email marketing um online events editorial so lots of writing is involved um you know we, we do interviews with people who work at the mill or people who have worked with the mill social media of course um which we've already kind of touched upon um we have 14 social media channels at the mill so there's a lot to to keep an eye on um and yeah what are those 14 like- yeah so there's um on instagram we actually have five different instagram channels so that's 
quite a big bulk of them and that's a really huge platform for us and then the other channels are, are all range from like youtube to vimeo to twitter to linkedin we have a couple of different linkedin accounts um so yeah they all add up and then all of a sudden there's 14 to to look after um yeah 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 it is a lot and 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 it's important that um you know the mills brand is is held into the same standard across all of our channels whether it's like a story on the website or a post on social media um yeah so that that's kind of it i think something i missed out is um to do with digital marketing a lot of time that that me and my team spend on is a creation of reels and assets so basically creative production of what we put out online um whether it's like a video or a still or you know an instagram story um the actual production of what goes out uh, in the digital sphere and we've heard like the mill i've heard the mill a few times mm. can you explain like what the mill is yes so the mill is the mill's been around for uh 30 years we just had our 30th birthday um and it is <laughs> It is a, a global creative production studio, which basically means that we partner with agencies, production companies and brands in order to create um, work that goes out on all different platforms and all different channels, whether that's like a TV advert or a music video or an Instagram filter, um, the mill can make it happen, basically. Um, and I think a good way to to explain the sort of different areas of what the mill does is visual effects is huge um at the mill our legacy is in visual effects um and more recently what we are doing is instead of being the the, the part in the pipeline that essentially touches up and, and adds these amazing creative visual effects to a film or an ad or a music video. We're actually getting involved right at the beginning in the creative production side of things. So, you know, partnering with brands on the strategy of what do you want to get from this campaign? Um, and the mill can actually then make it happen right from ideation through to the final product. Um, and experiences as well. So I've, I've mentioned AR filters a couple of times, but we do much more than that. Um, we do virtual events um, and it's something that is only, you know, becoming more prevalent, especially given the fact the world's been in lockdown and, haven't, you know, live events haven't been able to take place. So I think we're only going to see more of that. So I have to ask, what is a visual effect? So visual effects is, is often referred to as VFX. So People say that verbally or like written down. So VFX is basically visual effects. And what it is, is imagery or video that's been manipulated out of the context of what it initially was. So live action is when something is filmed, you know, there and then. And what we could do to a live action film is add in anything we wanted. So computer generated elements, whether that is snow that wasn't there at the time or whether it is making like a dragon or a flying pig or whatever it may be um all of that is is visual effect so i've kind of mentioned things that are obvious like the flying pig but at the same time there's subtle visual effects like like adding snow so the, the viewer wouldn't actually know that 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 wasn't real is it like scenes when there's rain and stuff like that but there's not actually rain 
Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I feel like rain sometimes uh, on shoots, they will actually just get like sprinklers. But um, we definitely can do rain as well. Any weather, we got it. <laughs> what are some like big projects that the mills worked on um, that we would like maybe know about? It's, it's a really good question. Um, I think because probably most people who don't work in the industry wouldn't have heard of the mill but you definitely will have heard of the brands that we've worked with um, and projects we've worked on. So um, like we do lots of work in the automotive space. So adverts for Audi, Mercedes, Ford. Um, we do lots of work with like clothing brands and sports brands. So Nike, um, Adidas uh, and in the tech space as well, like for Google, um, for Facebook, Netflix. Um, yeah, really just big brands um, and really exciting creative guys work with everyone yeah worked with everyone <laughs> should have been quicker just to say that <laughs> is there like a big campaign that's maybe come out recently that we'd know about uh so we did actually the obviously the olympics um is a hot topic right now and on bbc there's a really cool ad we did for the the launch of the olympics so that's going on tvs at the moment i've seen that a few times um also we do loads of work in the gaming space so i don't know if you guys are familiar or, or into um any games in particular but we we do some really cool uh animation work for riot games and this is for not for the game itself but we do the game trailers so they're really cinematic and it's like the teaser that goes out on social and and you know other platforms for the fans to get really hyped about this new product this new game that's coming out um so yeah we do lots of work in the gaming space as well and what like with your like job in particular what role do you play in like those sorts of campaigns so the thing about my role is the the finished product comes to my team and then we have to work out what to do on the mills side with how to you know take that out to the public and let people whether that's like other creatives artists potential clients existing clients to let them know you know what we've done how we did it and that if they are also working on a creative project they can come to us and and we'll make it happen um so yeah it, it's definitely it's down to the the teams at the mill globally um to to create those projects and then we speak to the teams while they are working on them so if say there's a huge job coming up with facebook our teams the marketing team will be talking to um the producers at, at the mill who are leading those projects to be in the loop about this project and and find out okay what's the amazing hook about this is it a world first is it has it got you know new technology that we're using which we're, we can talk about on on the website on social um so yeah we work in tandem with the teams that create the project like obviously you're part of the marketing team yeah uh, and then you've got um the like the producers what are the other kind of like key teams involved yeah, so producers are absolutely key um, in making projects happen. Another element to speak about within the mill is definitely directors and direction. So we have rostered directors who lead a project um, from a creative point of view and they work really closely with the producers to make projects happen. Um, and then I touched on it, but the way the mill is split out is those teams are um, you know, focused on different capabilities. So 
we have teams who are focused on visual effects, which we, we've talked about, um, teams which are focused on experiential work. So that's all like AR filters, um, VR, uh, virtual events and everything. Um, and then we have also a color department, a global color department for color grading. Um, and color grading is, is basically adjusting an image, um, like a still or a moving image um, to create a stylistic effect. So that could be making a, a, a film black and white, or it could be, uh, you know, pulling out really cool neon colors that are seen throughout the movie or the clip to, to really marry the whole, um, marry different shots together um, and really elevate the final product. How did you get to where you are today? Like what, what's been your story? What's been your journey? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, I have, bounced around quite a lot but definitely um all with like a very similar thread of communications and and, and marketing throughout um but i yeah i suppose it all started when i did a summer internship at a company in glasgow called wire media um and it was paid summer internship it was it was fantastic it was like such a good sort of intro into communications and, and how a creative agency works. Um, so Wire did did PR and, and creative uh, strategy and things for Tea in the Park and for Virgin and, and other big brands. Um, they're now, they've now been, I think, partnered up with John Doe, um, which is a bigger communications firm. So Wire Media is no more. Um, but yeah, I had such a great experience with that that I, I ended up seeking out more work similar to it. So I landed a job as a, a freelance, which to be fair at that time, like I was at uni at the time, I worked from home and now we all do it. Like over the last year or year and a half or so, everyone's working from home. But at that time, I think I landed quite a sweet deal where I could work whenever I wanted, um, like negotiated my own hours and worked at home. So. I worked um, for the small digital marketing agency doing copywriting, um, SEO editing, so search engine optimization, um, and also social media on on various like small brands. Um, but for me, it was definitely like that's where I learned a lot of what I do now, um, and I, I worked there for a good a good three years while also doing some other jobs, which I can go into as well. So um, I knew that I really wanted to move to London and I was looking for uh, for something down here for one of the summers um, while I was at uni and applied for so many of these like paid internships or programs and, and different uh, opportunities. So many didn't hear back, like was becoming, was this despairing. And then the last one I sent off, which often is the case, was um, was the best one for me that, that I'd sent off uh, in terms of the, the job. And that was uh, a role in the Red Bull communications team. Um, so got that, which was so exciting. Um, moved to London and the job was really uh, about communications for Red Bull athletes and Red Bull events. Um, and it was incredible. Like I, I learned so much and there was definitely a digital thread through that as well because we were creating video content with the athletes. I, I got to travel to Prague um, to film uh, something with, with one of the athletes. Like it was just such an amazing experience. You talk about like the, the, um, the, like the marketing thread. 
where did the Fred kind of start? And like you said that you moved to London, like where were you at uni? Where were you living? So yeah, I would, it started in Glasgow where I was uh, living in Glasgow um, and studying at uni in Glasgow and all, all started at Wire Media. Um, and then, yeah, I kind of made this jump to London with Red Bull. And after that knew that I wanted to move down to London full time properly and, and like seek out other opportunities there. Um, so yeah, I definitely was able to get a lot of good experience up in in Glasgow before moving down, um, and yeah, it's it it's uh, it doesn't really matter if you're not in London. You, you can still there's there's amazing companies all over the UK and and elsewhere. Um, like London, obviously, has great attraction about well all of the stuff that's going on outside of work. You know, festivals and music and and all of that stuff. But um, yeah, the I would say just get your foot in the door wherever you can um, and then see where you want to move. What, what was it that you had studied at uni? So I actually, well, I initially went to uni um, to study psychology uh, and was really lucky in that in Scotland, if you aren't gelling with your course and you don't like what you're doing, you're given the opportunity to leave and then come back at another time and that it's really good and it's just class as a false start like you don't need to pay the fees for that year that you that you that you didn't like I know I know it's it, really good so I mean it was still a hard decision to leave but I decided to to leave that course it just wasn't for me um and I left I worked uh full-time in a call center for a year um which you know it was it was great to still go out into the world of work and have a like nine-to-five job that um was you know allowed me to to go out and have fun and um you know think about what I wanted to do and then I decided to go back to uni um, with a, a new course, very different course, uh, and do joint honours French with Spanish. Um, so I studied languages throughout uni um, and off the back of that was able to move abroad during my course for one year in Spain where I, I moved um, to Alicante and studied at university there. Um, so I was in class with um, all the Spanish studi- students learning French, um, which was yeah quite taxing some days. Um, <laughs> it's a, a lot, a lot to take in, uh, but I loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. And then the following year, I went to, um, I moved to France. I moved to the south of France. So I got really lucky with the, the wow. locations because it's quite like a, <laughs> a, it's a um, like you get pulled out of a hat basically where you go. So I got to go next to a beach again um and taught in a high school in france so i was teaching english um to yeah to various different classes i think i had like eight different different classes that i would teach english to um yeah and so i appreciate that it's not related to marketing but i suppose languages is communication and for me it was just the best best decision ever i absolutely like loved what I studied and I still a bit, bit rusty on my French but I'm still pretty confident <laughs> in Spanish and uh yeah I just it, it's I couldn't recommend studying languages enough if you're if you have an interest in it. Do you think going to uni and not studying marketing held you back at all? Uh, no, I really don't think it did. I, I don't think you need to study um I mean mm. obviously there are certain uh 
like jobs and roles where you have to go to uni to study that you know whether it's like dentistry or law or whatever um but definitely marketing you don't need to study you just need to have like you need to be really interested in it and seek out the right experience in your sort of work um outside of study um Mm. and yeah I, I think as long as you have the right attitude and you're keen to learn and and listen to people that you're working alongside and and working for um you'll absolutely like you'll you'll pick it up in no time um i do think you need to be you, you need to have an interest in writing and and communication still it's just it's such a such a big part of the the role did you always sing this or did you like over time come to this kind of realization Honest, I, I feel like you just go through life and you don't actually have a plan. But looking back, you can see how it all sort of adds up and like marries in together. Like I, I didn't have this role that I'm in now as my end goal back when I was working at Wire and in PR creative agency. I didn't have this role in my head when I was doing the freelance copywriting and and um, SEO stuff. So I suppose you just need to like find what you enjoy and keep doing it. And then in the end, it just, it all kind of clicks into place. How do you think then like young people can like best prepare for, uh, for like what digital is going to kind of like turn into? It's a good question. I think um, really important and it's not just to do with digital, but it's, it's all kind of linked to art, to advertising and marketing, isn't it? Like, I think they need to be following the right accounts on social media. Um, so whether that's like the drum or creative campaigns or certain people that they admire in that space, like I would say LinkedIn is probably a platform that people dismiss or maybe used to dismiss but actually on LinkedIn there's loads of really like valuable insight information on jobs on um, I was one of those people once upon a time you were yeah there you go so so you're on board now um so yeah I, I think um the best thing they can do really is um follow the right accounts online and and do research and do digging and sign up to like mailing lists of 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 places like the drum where they're going to they're going to get you know updates on um here's the next big thing in digital marketing here's the next big thing in ar or this new project that's come out that's a world first have you got any other tips for what young people can be doing to get started so i think one tip would be find out if you know anyone that is already in a role that interests you um like speak to people who are already working um maybe like friends or family or just if you if you know someone that is in that role or who knows someone who's in the role and ask to meet them and just say like could we go for a coffee can i give you a ring and and ask them about the job if you don't know anyone in that position and i appreciate it'll be lots of people that, that don't have those contacts or even loose contacts where you couldn't be like oh i just want to pick your brain for 20 minutes i think the best thing is to keep looking for brands that you like following them keep a close eye on what's going live on their jobs board and instead of just 
you know, applying through this sort of, you know, automated process, actually find out the names on LinkedIn of the hiring manager for that position. So it, it will normally say, you know, you can probably work it out. Like if it's a digital marketing role, you'd go on LinkedIn, you'd find out who that company, um, there we go, LinkedIn again, you'd find out who that company is, um, is the, is the best person to speak to about the role and reach out to them directly. Like, I know it might seem a bit intimidating or a bit daunting, but um, send them a message and say you'd like to find out more. Maybe you're not the right person for this exact position, but there could be a more junior position coming up the road. Um, so I think, yeah, it, it's you have to kind of shoot your shot and just try and, and, and make those contacts. And yeah, it's... Um, it's exciting and, and I think on the whole people um, will want to help like people will, will recognise that they've been in that position too and, and, and they want to yeah support other people getting into the industry You've been listening to This Is How created by Nominet and Liberty your essential resource for finding a path into digital careers with the brands that you love Head over to thisishow.uk to listen to more episodes and discover free training and advice to help you land your dream job. You can also give us a follow on Instagram. Our handle is thisishow.uk to keep up to date with regular tips and resources to help you on your career journey. Are there any um, unconventional places for learning that you've picked up along the way to kind of develop your skills so i don't know about unconventional but <laughs> conventional google do a really good um set of online courses called the google digital garage um and basically it's all free um and i would really recommend that to anyone who is interested in like learning about search engine optimization or any of these elements of digital marketing um, so you can go type in Google Digital Garage and complete all these courses. Um, and then at the end of it, I think they give you like certificates or, you know, things that prove that you've done all of that. So that's actually a great thing you could work on. You, know, you could do all these courses. And even if you don't have work experience in digital marketing, you go to an interview or you reach out to that key contact we're talking about and say, hey, I've done all of this on top of that. I've had this idea for your brand um on top of that xyz I'm, I'm really passionate and excited and and before you know it you've got quite a good case um for getting your foot in the door how did you land your first paid um internship well your first internship actually wasn't it so it was um just basically a case of sending in cv uh and a little bit about why you wanted to join that company um and then an interview and they were to be honest it obviously helps when the interviewer is is really nice and friendly but it was felt like quite an informal chat where they were just sussing me out and seeing what I was like um but definitely my uh internship at Red Bull that was a lot more of an intense process so you had to god what was it um I think there were maybe like five questions that you had to respond to with maybe like 500 word responses for each. So it was like, what would you do at Red Bull Air Race event in terms of marketing and getting the news out there? So it was like giving you um, possible tasks and asking you how you would 
approach them uh, and then also a cover letter and CV for that um, and I spent loads of time on my cover letter for the Red Bull job like really tailoring it to their brand um, and to their athletes and to um, to the to the role that was advertised um, and then the next stage was to come down to London for a face-to-face -face interview where I had to do a presentation um, all about how I would launch a film with one of their BMX uh, athletes. Um, no, sorry, one of their mountain biking. I should remember, it was years ago. Uh, with one of their mountain biking athletes, like what would you do to make this big news, this 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 brand film that they were doing, um, and and present that, and and yeah, and then after the presentation, they asked me questions about the presentation, and uh, and then more questions about me and uh, and how I would react in certain situations and things. Yeah, pretty intense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, how did you get your job at the mill? So, my job at the mill, um, honestly, it. It felt like fate because I had known about the mill um, like for, for a while actually. I'd been following them on social and just yet yeah, knew that it was a really cool brand. Um, and it was actually uh, like I knew at that point in my career that I wanted to specialise. And by that, I mean, up until that point, I'd been doing lots of different marketing, uh, you know, had lots of different marketing focuses, whether it was like, events or PR or website or social it was just really broad so I knew that I wanted to like hone in on on one skill and um yeah I, I typed in google like the mill vacancy digital marketing and this job came up so I thought okay amazing great I'll <clears throat> I'll whip my CV up and, and apply for it so I did and then um I also did that thing I mentioned about um contacting the hiring manager um and and emailing them to say hey uh i'm really keen here's my cv i've also applied on the website and they got back to me to say um like cv looks good uh we're actually pretty far down the application process with some other candidates i think there was three other people who'd already gone through like a longer process um they said if possible can you please do this prepare this task for us but we need it by tomorrow <laughs> what was the task it was actually three tasks and one you know all related to marketing what would you do in this situation what have you done that you're proud of and and I can't even remember what the last section was but it was like it was quite a big presentation so turned that around and then they asked to to meet me I think Honestly, I think it was the same day. It all happened really quickly. It must have really impressed them. Yeah, well, there we go. Um, must have been, I work good under pressure, clearly. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And, and I think maybe a few days later, they said, uh, I got an email to say, yeah, we would like you to take on the job. So it was, it was a whirlwind, but um, it was like the right thing. And it was that job where I just, I, I saw it and I knew that, uh, it was it was good for me and I was good for it <laughs> was that um was the job global head of digital marketing so the job actually was um it wasn't that title it was global digital media manager so basically a global digital marketing manager I think it can be a bit confusing the digital media side of, um terminology um and then 
basically I was in that role I think for maybe about a year and during that time I got involved in loads of other projects like building a new website, um, bringing the mills, uh, paid marketing like plan to life through Google ads and, and paid social um, and so the scope of my job was actually so much bigger than, than what I had been hired to do um, and so now I, I, I work um, really closely with our marketing heads in each studio. So I don't think I mentioned, but the mill has offices in um, London, New York, LA, Chicago, Berlin, and Bangalore. Um, and so though I'm based in London, it's up to me to make sure that I'm in contact with all of the uh, the marketing leads in each studio um, to bring all of these marketing plans to life from a digital point of view. <laughs> I've always been in London. I only came out of London when I went to uni in Canterbury, in Kent. And um, one of the things that I realised was that people say hello to everyone. Like, it doesn't even matter if you don't know them or not. <laughs> and I remember the first time someone did it to me, I just stared at them and it was very rude. But I didn't yeah. realise because, like, London just teaches you. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, yeah. it's really strange. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> not even like I don't know you, but it's just like, huh? That's exactly it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what advice would you give somebody who was... Uh, really like just starting out in marketing or they just want to get into marketing what's like the best bit of advice you could give somebody so I think it's important um or it's not important to to do this it's not it's not a must but I think it it helps if you if you find one thing and you really specialize in it so you become really good at that thing and known as the sort of go-to person for that and it just it means that you really cement your place in the team um it means that if other opportunities come up in that area people are going to think of you um and it just it helps to to obviously have a wide knowledge but to have like maybe one or two things that you know you've got and 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 people know you as uh, the go-to person what does the mill look for on a cv to like kind of really stand out Mm, it's a very good question. I think it's uh, it varies from department to department, from team to team. Like, so I can probably only really speak to to the marketing team. Um, say if me and Zoe was like looking to join your team, like, what would we need to have on our CVs? Honestly, and this is a good thing that there there's no there's no rules. Like, you do not need to have gone to study marketing at college or at uni or whatever you don't need to have five plus years experience in xyz you, you it's it's more about how you present what you've done and how you make what you've done relevant to what we're looking for i would say for someone to stand out i would go above what the job application asks for and by that i mean if we've said uh, and also this is just me this is not me talking from behalf of the mill but it's just something I think could be useful if they're asking for a CV and cover letter like pretty standard stuff um, what you could also do is if the role was for digital marketing you could do a bit of analysis on the mill's channels online and do like a, a one pager of like here's your channels here's what I think works really well but here's what we could do to make it better and you can imply that to any role and I just think for me if I saw that and someone was like oh yeah I've got my CV cover letter fine but 
here's what I would do and what I would bring to the team and what I would help with. I think that's like quite a good a good edge. What sort of um what sort of person in terms of like characteristics would suit a marketing role? I think someone who is very organized. Um you do have to be organized although it's not a very exciting word. I think it's so important like we have so many different digital platforms to think about and then within the company we have so many different teams to think about about presenting those teams online so like the artists and the people so we have to represent them we have to represent the work and we also have to talk about what the mill does whether that's visual effects or augmented reality or you know there's just a lot of different um marks to hit in our communications and it's the same in most brands they'll always have key messaging that they want to land online um and so in order to make that happen and to make it fair and balanced and like you know have good cadence we need to be really organized and i have a huge google doc like spreadsheet where we map out what the year looks like key calendar moments within the year um and and we fit our campaigns like our marketing campaigns and and our comms to that so i think yeah you really need to be organized um you need to be I think you need to be approachable um, and friendly as well because the marketing team really need to embed themselves inside the company with the people who are making the work and who are you know designing and producing and it's the same in a brand for example like a, a clothing brand the marketing team need to have great good contacts strong contacts with other people in that clothing company so that when they want to you know talk about a product or an event they can get what they need from that person and, and and likewise it works both ways you know you need to be a really good communicator um and and be able to build strong relationships with people in across all departments you think there was like a, a maybe like a skill or like a characteristic you maybe didn't have at the beginning that you were able to um like work on and kind of grow Mm, I, I think speaking up um, in meetings, I think that's something that I'm sure most people like find hard, especially at the beginning, um, you know, just being in a meeting and not knowing what to say or being scared that you're going to say the wrong thing or not thinking about what you actually wanted to say until you've left the room. And just, yeah, when there's loads going in and lots of information to process, it can be really overwhelming so definitely that's something I've got better at um in meetings and 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 that just comes from knowing what you're talking about because when when you feel nervous about what to speak up it's because you're doubting oh I don't know if if I'm sure but also it's, it's about knowing what you're talking about and not being afraid if what you're saying is wrong because who who cares if if you <laughs> speak up and it's not right and someone will say oh actually like that's not the case um fine we move on like it's yeah so i think it's it's a mix of both isn't it like confidence about what you're what you're saying but also confidence that if you get it wrong it really doesn't matter cv time so just imagine you are going back in time and whether you know we're taking you back to that situation where you just left scotland you know you're looking for a new job in london where your potential employers were about to interview you and you're going to talk through your cv so from the very top if you could start off with you know your career highlights career highlights so um landing the job of a global digital media manager at the mill was definitely like a massive highlight for me i think 
for one, I had never worked in a global role before. It had always been, you know, a UK based company. And to me, it was really exciting that now I was, first of all, based in London and um, second of all, working with uh, working really closely with people in Chicago, LA, you know, places I've never been before. Um, so that was definitely a really special, uh, yeah, highlight for me. It was it was a good feeling, and and definitely can't emphasize enough how um, how much I enjoyed the role and how much I have enjoyed it. So it was definitely the right thing for me. It's a pretty big highlight. Um, what has been your best piece of work? Best piece of work. So um, it would have to be one from earlier this year. Uh, so basically um, in March, uh, when the UK anyway was, was still pretty much in lockdown, um, we hosted a global virtual event uh, on YouTube, which was called The Future of Creative Technology. A week-long event. Um, we had, I think, 10 original talks. We released five new podcast episodes um we we released a white paper and so my role in that um was leading the digital marketing campaign um and the main uh, focus of that was to drive signups to to the event so to make sure that people actually came uh and, and attended this virtual event that we were putting on now it was a free event which which i think is great like it's um we wanted it to be accessible to anyone um so yeah for me the the big success was that we got three and a half thousand people signing up and the engagement rate for the talks was was brilliant like most talks were watched three quarters of the way through which is which is amazing because on youtube as you know people will like click on and leave um so yeah it was it's like a massive highlight from my time at the mill and uh i think the whole team were all really proud of it Sick. And what is your um, best failure? So best failure would have to be when I dropped out of uni because at that time I didn't know what I was going to do. Like I didn't have this plan to to study languages. I didn't have a plan to work in um, digital marketing. And I just, yeah, it's like a scary thought because you're like, oh my God, no. Like what, what do I do next? I've got no clue. Like uh, I'm a failure. What? you know how how am I going to come out of this I've already dropped out sort of thing so that was definitely it felt like a really bad thing at the time but um at the same time I knew in my gut that it was the right thing for me to leave like it just it, it I knew it was the right thing to do it, it worked out really well in the end for me and I also wonder if I had stuck out at that course would I have spent my summers you know trying to get my foot in the door with communications and marketing and you just don't know but I'm really glad how it all worked out and what would be your dream project dream project so this one um the first thing that pops to mind is uh Spotify wrapped I just think it's such a clever digital campaign that they've done that really just makes people like me love the brand um and it brings people and music and like your experience together and sort of marries it through the app um so yeah i think creating and leading a campaign like that where you're taking um like insightful data and turning it into something really creative and fun and enjoyable i think that is yeah that's that would be really cool 
And then the final one is, uh, why should we hire you? So you should hire me because I, I thrive in fast-paced environments. I welcome new challenges and I'm known in my team for clear, focused communication while being able to drive multiple projects forward um, right through to the end while also looking out for my team. Heard it here first, Ellis means business. She's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Will? I think just get the job, you know, I think. Am I in? She's in. I think she's in. I think she's in. Yes. You've got the job. <laughs> and your company car as well. <laughs> and, a, and a house, company house. <laughs> Stunning. Thank you. Ellis, it's been so good talking to you. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, you've given us so uh, much information, so many tips uh, and advice. Um, and I'm sure all of the listeners uh, are going to take so much away um, from our chat. So thanks again. Thank you. It's been so great talking to you both. We're going to be looking out for some of your work as well. I don't know if you're allowed to tell us, but like, is there anything that's coming up? uh i can't tell you i'm afraid you're gonna have to follow at mill channel and you're gonna have to wait and see um but yeah we we have some really exciting projects coming down the pipeline so i would recommend that you give us a follow on instagram and yeah you can see what the mill is up to you've been listening to this is how created by nominate and liberty if you've enjoyed this conversation and you're feeling inspired to develop your own digital skills head over to thisishow.uk where you can find more information on all the helpful tips and advice shared on today's podcast, as well as trying our new This Is How quiz to uncover more about what you're good at and what job roles could be a good match for you.